0: When was the last time you really listened to your body? I mean, really listened to it. In a world that's moving as fast as ours is, it can be difficult to take the time to slow down and really focus on ourselves. After battling some major anxiety and struggling to get pregnant with our second child, my primary care physician pointed me to acupuncture and I haven't looked back. I met Dr. Caroline Floyd two years ago and I am thrilled that she's here today to talk about listening to our bodies and how acupuncture can truly be transformative. Let's get to it. Hi, Hi, how how are 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 you?
1: Hi, I'm so good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for being here.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So before we really get into all of this, can you tell us what is acupuncture and how can it help someone? And I know you also do cupping. And I feel like the only experience a lot of us have with cupping is seeing Michael Phelps do it at the Olympics several years ago. So it'd really be good to hear kind of what that is and how both of them can help.
1: Yeah. So you know it kind of depends on who you ask in terms of like what is acupuncture because it works in so many different systems in your body but in like a very general sense acupuncture is the use of very small thin needles thinner than a thread of hair um, stainless steel needles into strategic acupuncture points throughout your body Um, it's helpful with alleviating pain and I can go into that a little bit later how it does that but alleviating pain and treating other um, various health conditions.
0: Awesome, and what about
1: cupping? Cupping is, we definitely got a surge of patients coming into the clinic after the Olympics with Michael Phelps because he had these huge circles and everyone was wondering what they were and why they're beneficial. Um, For Michael Phelps' case, cupping is um, really helpful for pain. It's, cupping is synonymous with, like in a Western medical sense, you call it myofascial release. Myo means muscle and fascial means the fascia that surrounds all of the muscles. So every muscle has like a saran wrap of connective tissue called fascia and cupping pulls the the fascia or the saran wrap from the muscle and it encourages fresh blood flow to the muscle. So it's really helpful with pain because By nourishing that muscle, it helps um, athletes recuperate faster. In Chinese medicine, we use cupping for, um, in addition to pain, we use it for congestion. If anyone has any congestion in their chest, um, acupuncture helps encourage, again, the circulation to the lungs to help with that transformative process of getting the congestion up and out, which is what you want to do, or you'll kind of continue to cough and cough things up.
0: That's fascinating. I really did not know all of that about cupping. So thank you for explaining that. So how did you get interested in Chinese medicine and acupuncture?
1: It's kind of it's a cool story. I'm slightly biased, but um, I went to a small liberal arts school in North Carolina called Guilford College. um, And I every freshman had to take a freshman year experience. And so uh, the course that I decided to take was on East Asian philosophy. I became really interested in East Asian philosophy, and so fast forward a year or two down the road, and I was an East Asian Studies major. Um, and as a major in that, you have to either choose to speak Japanese or Chinese and to take those courses. And so I chose Chinese because most of my um, studying was about like minority religions in Southwest China or philosophy in China, um, and so I. I chose Chinese and I studied abroad my senior year in China and I just absolutely loved it and so when I graduated I went back to work in China and I was working there for three years and the first year and a half I was in a small um, village essentially and every time I would get sick or I was having problems sleeping or I knew that I was getting sick I'd go see the acupuncturist and the herbalist who was down the street. And I just I got so much better so quickly and I was really amazed because a lot of us think that You know Chinese herbs are ancient and they are they've been around for a long time, but I was um, I was surprised as to how quick I was noticing relief from all of my symptoms. So I Kind of decided when I got back from the states that I or back from China that I was I wanted to go that route so I enrolled um, at my master's program and then got my doctorate. And five years later, I'm here in Sacramento practicing acupuncture.
0: Wow. That is a cool story. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm also also a big big fan fan of of the small liberal arts schools. I went to one as well. I, I
1: would have never been an acupuncturist if I didn't go to liberal arts school, but that's another topic. Yeah.
0: I know people always ask me about my college degree considering I'm a photographer now and did not study photography in undergrad. And I still say that I use my degree all the time, really because it was a liberal arts school. Um, but that is a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode yeah. that, we <laughs> that we could, we could do. do. Um, so you mentioned that you have a master's and a doctorate. So what does the training look like to become a certified acupuncturist? I feel like So many people just don't know a lot about the training. And if you could explain that, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, so acupuncture school is extremely difficult. Um, It's a four-year program to get your master's. So right now, it's like it's the longest master's program. Um, It's a four-year program for just your master's. And then if you want to get your doctorate, you go back to school. And that can be anywhere from a year to two years, depending on the program that you do. Um, but the four-year training is... The school that I went to focuses a lot on Western medicine as well because you're inserting these needles into the body. You need to have a very good understanding of anatomy and also, you know, Chinese herbs can counteract other pharmaceutical drugs. So you have a lot of training in Western medicine and biomedicine and pharmacology and biophysiology. It's very Western medicine-oriented um, because... Acupuncture is new in the States and if we want to collaborate with Western medical care, you know, it should be included in our training. It's, you know, Western medical doctors aren't, aren't studying acupuncture, you know, so it's kind of our job to be able to bridge the gap between the two. Mm -hmm. So it's very heavily Western medicine focused and then also Eastern medicine focused because there's, you know, over 500 acupuncture points and very specific locations to get to each one of them. So The program is, yeah, four years in total to get your master's, which most acupuncturists, all acupuncturists at least, have your master's. And then you can go back to school to get your doctorate.
0: Wow. I love that. So kind of piggybacking off of that, how do you feel about Eastern and Western medicine working together?
1: I am a huge advocate. When I was in China, one of the things I loved was one day... I was, I got like food poisoning and I was in the hospital and I had to get obviously an IV drip and a lot of tests run on me to make sure, just so they could know what antibiotics or whatever to give me. And after I saw the Western medical doctor, they sent me to the floor below, which was the acupuncturist. And then after I saw the acupuncturist, they sent me to the floor below where I saw the herbalist. And so it was this like wonderful, comprehensive care that, um that you know we're just starting to see in the states and I think that we're making leadways into that in the future but um, we're slowly starting to integrate in my doctorate program I did an externship at um, Brady's Children's Hospital in San Diego and we're at the pediatric oncology unit and um, so that was really cool to see that we had like we were able to work alongside oncologists who would send children You know to us after their chemo treatments to help with nausea um which is you know there have been a lot of studies done on acupuncture but one of the primary studies that a lot of people focus on um, is acupuncture helping to reduce nausea after chemotherapy treatments so that was really cool Um, and then in sacramento now i do primarily women's health and fertility and there are two um for, for two fertility medical centers one in roseville one here in sacramento and I I work with the reproductive onco- or reproductive endocrinologist there um doing acupuncture before and after IVF treatment. So, I think it's it's something that we need more of because acupuncture really helps address the emotional aspect of healthcare, which is so tied into how you do, you know, like so tied into yeah. your patient outcomes. So, um it's it's a complementary medicine to western medicine and doctors are are coming around to to being open to, you know, your doctor referred you to me and that's how we met. so
0: I know, I know. And you I remember you being so happy when I told you that it was my primary care doctor that sent me to you.
1: Yeah, it's just there needs to be more integration and that's something that, you know, we're working on and the more studies that we get out there and the more that we have conversations with, you know, doctors and primary care physicians so they know what our training entails. So they're comfortable sending people to us.
0: Yeah, and I loved that when my doctor sent me to you, she didn't say, you should go here instead of coming to me. She still saw me every month. She kept very good tabs Tabs on me, me. still Still does. does. Yeah, And she was also working with me on certain things to address my various health issues. Um, So it really was. A combination of both that helped me get pregnant i think yeah
1: yeah i think like that is my ideal um my ideal future for chinese medicine is to work alongside you know western medical physicians because i think that that's where our care um that's where the patient is getting holistic care you know to be yeah. able to go see your primary care physician and also come see me
0: yeah for sure So what areas of someone's health can acupuncture help with? I know you've mentioned nausea after chemo and women's health and fertility. Um, I know I went to you initially to help get pregnant and with anxiety, and then you did help me with some nausea when I was in the first and second trimesters of my pregnancy with Charlie. So what, what other areas can it help with?
1: honestly acupuncture anything that's not a severe medical like life-threatening medical condition which warrants like the emergency room or you have a broken bone or you need surgery anything that's outside of like emergency medical care acupuncture can help with it works on like various levels throughout the body and I kind of explain it differently depending on what a patient is coming in for but um in like A general overview anything that is beneficial or anything that has benefited from increased blood circulation and um, rebalancing the nervous system to get you out of that stress fight-or-flight feeling anything that any health condition that's improved by um, those two things acupuncture can help with so with stress and anxiety acupuncture um, studies show that acupuncture helps get people from the fight-or-flight sympathetic nervous system where you just go, 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 and most people these days are stressed. Um, and most people these days aren't taking enough time for themselves. So a lot of health factors are you know pushed to the wayside and you get a surge of anxiety, insomnia, poor appetite, overeating. Um, and so anything that's balanced by getting you from that system to the rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system is beneficial and can receive relief from acupuncture um, so that's kind of how it works on a stress level other things that acupuncture help aside from you know your stress response is when anyone's in pain um, I see a lot of women come to me for menopausal symptoms like hot flashes acupuncture helps with right now I'm treating um, a 14 year old who has really painful periods um, any sort of digestive complaint, it kind of works with everything that's not, you know, an urgent medical situation.
0: Awesome. Um, So should people come to you as a first or a last resort?
1: So this is a question that we talk about a lot um, among acupuncturists. Most people... How it's structured right now is that most people come to us as a last resort, and that's because a lot of people don't know about acupuncture and don't know how acupuncture works, and so it comes to us. They come to us saying, like, you know, I've had four surgeries on my back and nothing has helped my pain. My doctors don't know what to do with me. I don't want to take any more pain pills, and my chiropractor, you know, said that he we're not getting the relief that I want, and then I tried. PT and that's not working. So now I'm, I've am i come to you. And that's, you know, a lot of what our new patients that we're seeing in the office um, are coming to us, you know, after they've tried everything. And although we can still make, you know, we can still help someone if they come to us as, as a last resort, ideally people would come to us before they get sick. So acupuncture is really good at helping acutely um, in terms of you know if people came last resort but also helping preventatively so a lot of patients that I work with will be like we will talk about I'm going to a stressful time in a month or it's around the holidays and not stressed yet but I want to really get ahead of the game that's where our medicine like really shines because it's not something that only works when you're experiencing the symptoms that you want to get rid of it helps prepare your body to be balanced enough going into system, like going into situations of distress to feel better. That makes sense. So here's an additional question for you. Does acupuncture work for everybody? Um, that's a good question. So I, everyone, it works differently for everyone in terms of like, by the time the patient walks through the door, their medical condition is very specific to them in terms of how long they've had it, the severity of their symptoms, um, and then the health of the person in general. So if someone comes to us and they um, they have high cholesterol and high blood pressure and stress and are on 10 different medications and you know they have a lot that we're working on, they're gonna respond slower probably than someone who comes to us without a slew of health conditions. Um, so it it just it depends on the person and how fast they're going to react to acupuncture that being said we do have a lot of patients come in who have a lot going on and respond really fast um but i think what's important is to give it a chance um because you know if you're not seeing the benefits or the relief of symptoms after a couple treatments that when that's when you sit down with your acupuncturist and say hey i you know i'm not experiencing the relief that I wanted and what's our game plan Um, you know it's important when to know to refer out and it's important when to know hey I haven't been you know we've been kind of going through this avenue I want to try a different avenue or maybe let's bring in cupping or maybe let's bring in you know moxa or things like that so um, I wouldn't say that it can help absolutely everyone who walks in the door but most people who get acupuncture feel a difference.
0: I I really I really love that answer. I feel like that's that will resonate with a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and most healthcare professionals like my dad is seeing a PT right now and I'm like, "Dad, if you're unhappy with the results, you should talk to them." You know? And so it's not yeah. going to hurt our feelings or any if I could speak for other healthcare practitioners, right. like we want to know if what we're doing isn't making the relief that you want. And also it it does take time, you know, it does, right. especially if you've had what you're coming in for, for a long time, it's most like chronic issues are going to take longer to see, to see effects.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I just, I loved what you said and how you answered it, because I feel like everything that you said really integrated the importance of using both Western and Eastern medicine together. So I really like that that's your philosophy. Um, So kind of shifting from acu- acupuncture, but also completely in conjunction with acupuncture, if we're being honest. So what is the importance of really listening to your body and taking time to rest? Because not everyone has, you know, an acupuncture center in Town, um, or maybe they don't have the funds to go. So what's what's the importance of listening to your body?
1: Honest, I feel like this is like the most important lesson I've learned and that I'm trying to incorporate and care with other patients. But your body, like you know your body better than anyone and your body is going to tell you when to slow down and if you don't listen to it, you're going to get sick or you're going to, Hurt yourself or you're gonna have insomnia or anxiety like all of those symptoms are your body communicating with you so i i learned this kind of the hard way in that um a couple christmases ago it was like a stressful christmas as holidays are and i was tired and didn't sleep all the night before and decided that for my mental clarity that i should get up and go on a run And when I was on that run, I sprained my, like I rolled my ankle really, really bad. And I just kind of like opened my eyes to how your body, everything that your body goes through, every symptom that you are experiencing is your body communicating with you. And so anxiety, rolling your ankle, um, wanting to sleep more, all of those things your body is telling you, like we're not 100% right now. And you need to listen to us. And if you don't listen to us, your symptoms typically get worse.
0: That makes total sense. I know that when I don't sleep well, for long periods of time, my anxiety definitely gets worse and starts to flare up, which is usually when I start coming to you more often.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's also like you can take this practice and this lesson into your dietary habits and your dietary choices. Like, now we're in a day and age where health and wellness is such a huge market. And mm-hmm. so there's so much information out there and there's so much misinformation out there. And so a lot of people will focus their anxiety on finding like a quick fix on the internet or like something like if I incorporate chia seeds, then X will happen or, you know, whatever fad. Right is currently going on and the main thing is to really just listen to what your body wants and what your body is craving um and to not like not feel bad about honoring that like a lot of people will come in and really craving red meat or really craving a hamburger and that's when you should eat a hamburger you know especially like when you think about it a lot of a lot of the patients that I see are, you know, having these cravings around their period. And that's be- that's your body's infinite wisdom saying, like, we're about to lose a lot of blood. We need to replenish ahead of time with iron and B12. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that may- I mean, that makes sense because I-, I actually don't ever have caffeine unless it's in the form of dark chocolate, mm-hmm. which I thoroughly enjoy. Yes. But I've never been a coffee drinker. It just hasn't been something I've ever really liked the taste of much to my husband's dismay and I drink tea occasionally but not as like an energy source Mm -hmm. and so I you know and soda is not something that I drink and anymore I used to drink it when I was little but um now you know, people ask me, especially since I have two kids, they're like, you don't have caffeine? Even with two kids, like what do you do? And I tell them that I eat a lot of protein. (laughs) I eat a lot of protein because my body, I can tell like when my energy starts to dip and I start to get real cranky very fast. And I know that I'm usually dehydrated and need protein because I do struggle with drinking enough water daily and it's fascinating how I can tell how my whole body reacts to not getting enough water
1: yeah yeah and the protein thing like you you really need enough protein to sustain your blood sugar levels throughout the day and so that I mean, it makes perfect sense that that's what your body is craving when you are go- when you have two kids and you have really low energy because it helps balance your blood sugar so you can get from one meal to being a crazy busy mom to the next meal and not have those crazy dips and plateaus.
0: Yeah, like sometimes my body's like, you just need some turkey bacon. Yeah. Or you need you need a sandwich. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. You need a hamburger, and that's when yeah. you should listen. You know.
0: Yeah, I do. I actually used to eat kind of like a European style breakfast for a while when I was when I was going through a lot of my IBS symptoms in the beginning. I s the thing that actually helped me the most to calm my stomach was protein. And so I would eat like a charcuterie platter basically for breakfast. And that sounds delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, but uh But I do, I do eat, you know, steel cut oats and berries and that sort of thing in the morning instead. So, yeah. So other than kind of listening to what you're craving and foods, you know, if someone can't go to acupuncture, what can they do at home to really help listen to their bodies and change their mindsets? When it comes to rest.
1: So one thing I want to touch on that I like I didn't touch on in the previous question was also listening to your body in terms of um, exercise, because again we're we're told that you should. I mean, most women try and exercise every single day, which is a lot to ask of your body. Um, and if you're feeling really exhausted you probably shouldn't go to the gym. Like even if you haven't gone to the gym in the last couple of days, you know, you should not go to the gym. What I like to do is to test it. So if I'm, cause sometimes you go to the gym and you'll feel more energetic or you'll go on a walk and you're feeling mm-hmm. more, more energetic. So if you are feeling low energy, but you want to try and work out, like you go to the gym or you go on a walk outside or you go on a run outside. And if you start feeling worse and your energy decreases, then come back into your house and rest, um, and skip that day. So that's one thing with exercise. I see all the time is that patients, most people tend to over exercise. Um, and then if they're not exercising that day, stress about not exercising. So it's like this yeah. whole kind of cyclical so, health issue. Um, right. so that's one thing. And then also if you're home and you can't get into your acupuncturist, I think, you know um, eating eating what your body is craving, but also eating primarily like whole foods, cooked food. So the best yep. type of the best rule in general is to cook at home. Um, because, and it doesn't matter what you're cooking, you know, but just cook at home. So you know, what's going into your food. Um, so that's one thing that I would suggest for people who, you know, can't, can't get in to see their acupuncturist but want to be health conscious is to cook most of their meals at home, to eat primarily like a whole foods diet and that, you know, your foods are vegetables and meat, um, and to move your body and to move your body in a way that feels good. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to have like a fancy gym membership. You can dance in your kitchen for 15 minutes or you can go on a walk around the block or move your body in a way that your body enjoys. Um... And then I also think if you, you know, acupuncture is really helpful on a lot of different physiological ways, but a lot of what it also does is gives people time for themselves, like 30 minutes to be with yourself. And you can do that at home by putting on a meditation or just like closing your eyes and being mindful for 30 minutes. Obviously, you wouldn't get, you know, that the added benefits that acupuncture has but just giving your body time to be with itself um and a break you know from your busy day to really like be within
0: yeah and there are so many good meditation apps and guided meditation apps because i i know for me um i i've downloaded a few of them and i i don't work well when it's like a free-for-all meditation, my brain just doesn't work that way. I cannot focus on what I need to focus on in order to make that meditation worthwhile. I end up just making a lot of lists in my head. And so I like the different meditation apps that have guided meditations for – and even for different things. There's one that I try that had different – meditations for different activities like there was one for that i actually used because um, i was i had a flight that i was a little anxious about and it was a whole you know five or seven minute meditation on on flying which was really nice um, yeah
1: yeah and it's like that's the important thing like a lot of people are like i don't have time to meditate or i don't have time to take time for myself and one my response is always that's the most important time to take time for yourself is when you feel like your day is completely booked. Like yeah. that is when you have to carve it into your schedule. And two, like you have five minutes, you have five minutes to right. do a meditation for free on YouTube. You have right. five minutes to go on a walk around the block. You yeah. Have five minutes to sit still, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes when Will comes home and the kids have just been driving me nuts for the afternoon, you know, sometimes I just retreat into the bedroom and I don't put on, Meditation apps, I actually admittedly rarely put them on because, like I said, it's not necessarily my thing all the time. Um, sometimes I'd rather just sit in silence or sometimes I'd rather walk around the block. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do have to just retreat for five or ten minutes and I'm always amazed at how much better I feel after taking just a few minutes away from the stressful situation.
1: I know. I always tell Travis, my partner, I'm like, when I'm like in this mode, throw my running shoes at me and tell me to leave the house. And like, even if I don't go on a run, even if I just walk around the block and come back, I'm such a better human, you know, after that.
0: Oh, Oh, for for sure. sure. So you've talked a lot about all the different aspects of – listening to your body and acupuncture and cupping, is there something that you see and feel as just the best part of your job?
1: That's a tough question. Um, I think that the times that I like really love my job is when I see someone's body responding to acupuncture. Um, and that, it's not like everyone, if someone has a huge relief of symptoms or distress, they always are like, thank you so much. And it's really not what um, what I'm doing. It's how your body is receiving the messages from acupuncture and how it's incorporating it in its internal chemistry, the weeks or however many weeks until I see them again. And so the relief is really coming from the person and not from me. I'm just kind of like guiding the body and, and asking it to listen. And so I love, I think when I have those breakthroughs with patients, like actually this is your body healing itself and having them be like, wow, I've had all of the tools inside me to heal myself this whole time. Like having those breakthroughs are when I'm like, wow, like today was a great day. Um, today was a day where like, you know, like that's life-changing when you when someone realizes that you have everything within yourself to make your your body better. You just have to kind of, like, give it the right fuel and the right messages. Um, So I think, like, those breakthrough moments are definitely when I love my job. Um, And also, I mean, I work with, you know, women's health and fertility, and a lot of what I am working with with those two are helping, um, like, period symptom relief. Mm -hmm. And I read something the other day, women are on their periods for seven years oh my total gosh. from their whole, out of their whole life. And I am like, if I can just help any part of those seven years with like less irritability, less bloating, less, you know, loose stools, things like that, then like I have, then I have, you know, made a little bit of a, a contribution in this life. So I really, I like keeping women out of pain. So yeah, um, yeah I'd say those two things are are kind of the best part of my job
0: yeah and then if you help them with anything fertility related then they can bring you the babies that they have which and which i hi. love
1: which i absolutely love it's you know it's it's very real obviously for women as their their belly grows and they feel kicks and stuff but sometimes it's not until you know you actually see this baby and so it's because i'm you know an outsider in that respect when i when when patients bring their babies it's it's pretty incredible to be like this is what we've been working on you know so
0: yeah yeah, for for sure. sure I mean I remember coming to you for my first appointment and being so anxious and I was really struggling to get pregnant and you know you guys you worked with my cycle and just and nothing has worked for my anxiety like acupuncture has for me personally for I know so many other people that struggle with anxiety and you know medicine works for so many of them and because of the genetic defect that I have, medicine didn't work for me. I tried it and it just didn't work. I had some crazy side effects and so acupuncture has been the thing that's really, helps the the most most Mm -hmm. out of anything. So this is my final question for you. If you could design your ideal cozy day,
1: what would it include? I mean, to be honest right now, it's 1130, and I'm still in my robe. So I am very good at cozy. I get made fun of quite often. Um, about being cozy so my like ideal cozy day would be obviously like on a weekend I would sleep in I'd go to like yoga or you know Whatever my body was feeling in terms of movement and then I just love being in like a robe and slippers and cooking a nice meal and watching television and Having a glass of wine or tea and sitting in front of the fireplace. That's like my idea of the perfect day and the coziest day. That, that sounds, sounds perfect. perfect. What, what would, would you watch, watch on TV? Um, I mean, I just binged watch <coughs> Mrs. Maisel, the third season, which I'm obsessed oh, with.
0: So, so good. good.
1: Yeah. So Mrs. Maisel or some like, you know, trashy rom-com on Netflix. Um, I had a patient the other day describe rom-coms. Specifically, she was talking about The Bachelor, but she said uh-huh. that it is a cupcake for your brain. And I was like, that's such <gasps> a, that's such a great... Yeah, um, comparison because like it tastes so good but it's not really great for you like it's so fun watching <laughs> like the experience is really great but you're not like gaining anything so um i was like yeah i would watch something on tv that's equivalent to eating a cupcake and yeah. being a robe and yeah that would be that's what i'm gonna do tonight that sounds perfect it sounds like the perfect friday night
0: yeah do you have a favorite rom-com on netflix um no, honestly, no. Oh. I know. Should if, I? Should, if you have, if, if you haven't, haven't seen, always be my maybe. My oh maybe, yeah, always yeah. be my maybe is fantastic. I love, I love that one. one. Yeah,
1: you can't yeah. go wrong with Ali
0: Wong. Oh for sure,
1: yeah. She's she's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's just kind of anything that sparks my interest. You know, yeah, on that, on the Ali Wong kind of level.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So if anybody listening wants to connect with you, how can they do that?
1: Um, I My Instagram name is Floyd underscore acupuncture. And then I have a website, floydacupuncture.com. Um, and if they're in Sacramento and want to get acupuncture, um, I work at Better Balance in Midtown, um, so they can find me there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for talking and explaining all about acupuncture and how not only acupuncture works, but how we can really implement certain practices at home to better our minds and bodies and spirits. Yeah, of course, anytime. Thank you for having me. Uh, I just love Caroline. It was so wonderful to talk with her about the importance of listening to your body and about acupuncture and cupping. She's so knowledgeable and it was such a treat getting to talk to her today. Thank you so much for joining me again and meeting me here in the space. And I cannot wait until next time.